Thank you for listening to the CEO-ish podcast with me, Taylor Graham. And me, Chloe Willemson. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the CEO-ish podcast. As always, we are Chloe and Taylor, and today we are back with a chill catch-up, ask-us-anything episode since we both just got back from Mexico and had the longest days of travel of our lives, and we are both kind of dead inside, honestly. Um, We had a more in-depth episode planned, but we just do not have it in us this week, but we did not want to put out an episode because we love you guys and we love doing this weekly. So we are going to catch you guys up on our series of L's, mostly Chloe's to be completely honest, (laughs) but before we do that we do have some housekeeping items for you guys okay so first of all i am so freaking excited about this we have ceo-ish gifts now so if you want to use our gifts on your stories just search ceo-ish they're all there they're so beautiful i'm so excited she did a really good job on them I'm, i'm really excited about them and honestly i mean if you are a podcaster you probably know there is like no good gifts for podcasters they're terrible yeah to be honest they suck So yeah, now there's a little bit more and I'm going to keep making more. It's kind of going to be one of those things where like whenever I get free time, I'll just make some. But yeah, I feel like we're off to a good start and I'm obsessed with them. Actually, no, we weren't. If you want to, if you really want to know what the first L we took, it was me versus Giphy and getting this account up and running. Yeah, you're right. You guys are going to hear our just series of L's again. Seriously, 2022, what the fuck? You're not off to a great start. (laughs) But before we get into that, we also got to let you guys know that we have a new email now. So if you have any inquiries, email us at hello at ceoishpodcast.com, spelled like the name in our title. Yes. And that change came because of the fight I had with Giphy. They would not verify our account to be able to put all of our gifts on Instagram stories because I had a Gmail account for CEO-ish. Why? Because I did not feel the need to pay for an entire Google suite for it quite yet. Um, But Giphy had other plans for me expense-wise, so you can add that to my tally. And we now have a formal email. So yeah. Yeah. So contact us there. (laughs) Um, And then the last thing, which Taylor, I don't even know anything about this because I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not the one who deals with this side of things. But Taylor, let us know about the new Spotify rating feature. Yes. So much like Apple Podcasts, where you can rate podcasts and give them like five star ratings, you can now do that on Spotify. And we know a very large portion of our audience is a Spotify listener. So we would greatly appreciate it if you guys, A, updated your phones to be able to see that you can rate our podcast. um, And then B, rate the podcast. Um, And you know, honestly, you can give it a positive rating or a negative rating. I don't really care. The ratings are ratings and it boosts us in the algorithm either way. So rate our podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. But a nice one would be better. (laughs) Yes, of course. Five stars only. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think that's it for housekeeping. So do you want to start us off with um, a positive note on our (laughs) catch-up? Honestly, I'm going to say that this is one of maybe three positives. Actually, I'm looking at the list now. We're starting off on a pretty okay note for the first, like, two and a half bullet points. Um, But yes, so I believe I was talking to you guys a few weeks ago about how I just had like six pending proposals out and I finally have signed contracts back. And if you are a service provider, you know how it sucks to just be in that limbo phase for longer than you want to be too, because let me tell you, this was some of the longest pending proposals I've had to go back and forth on in my entire career. Um, The bigger they get, the the more back and forth you're going to go. But I'm excited. They signed. We're, we're ramping up and we're getting ready to go. 
Yes. Exciting. Yes. And then the other really good thing that happened. So I can't really remember where we left off in the catch up of last week, but we were in smack dab in the middle of our Mexico trip. And I think Chloe had just overcome her dehydration battle. And one of the really positive things that came out of after that experience was the fact that we ended up meeting some neighbors from across the hall or the door. I don't really remember what we ended up calling them, but um, they were a super great time and they brought us to this really cool rooftop bar. I'm not going to lie. One of the first L's I took was how much I paid for a pina colada that was not frozen and did not taste like pineapple nor coconut at this bar was dumb. But Regardless, we still had a really good time out with them, and the vibe was pretty cool at this place. I, I'm i not the biggest fan of house music, I'm going to be completely honest. It, it kind of sounds like the same repetitive beat over and over mm-hmm. to me, especially after hours and hours of listening to it, but we still had a fantastic time with them. Yeah, it was really fun. After a while, I was just like drunk enough to not even care about the music, <laughs> just having a good time. Yes. But yeah, that was really nice. Um, and now into the bad stuff. Well, I guess this doesn't start off bad. It's Aquarius season, which is my time to shine. I'm not doing that clearly so far because kicked it off by having my bike stolen. I'm sure you guys saw my Instagram story. But yeah, basically, we rode our bikes to the same place that Taylor lost her phone down the drain. Um, and this place is cursed. Yeah, I swear. But I don't know what happened. I locked my bike to a post. And immediately went and sat down at a table and at some point lost my key. I have no idea where it went, but I'm going to, I'm like 99% sure someone saw me lose the key and immediately picked it up and waited for us to give up looking for it and go home to then steal my bike because that's what happened. My bike got stolen. I was out 2,700 pesos. So that was not fun. Which is um, 150 USD for those who are trying to do the conversion rate on that. Yeah, not not really what I wanted to be spending that money on, to be honest. <laughs> but but whatever. Um, yeah, I tried not to let that ruin my trip. But it was just, let me tell you about this series of L's, okay? I started it off immediately by forgetting my headphone charger. So all except for the first like, <laughs> not I don't even want to say the first hour because it was my flight from Grand Rapids to Chicago, which is like a 45 <laughs> minute flight. So for that flight, I got my headphones and for the rest of my flight there and back, silence. It was just <laughs> the thoughts in your head <laughs> and just me alone with my thoughts and the sweaty people next to me. <laughs> that was not fun. And then... <laughs> Then, so I got there the first night, we were staying at their first Airbnb. That was my only night staying there. And then the next morning, we had like a, what, three-hour gap between our Airbnbs, which we'll get into. It ended up being more than that. But during that gap, an orange juice that I forgot I had (laughs) in my backpack decided it wanted to explode all over all of my shit. So my laptop, my iPad, my microphone. So guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if you can hear what I'm saying right now. I hope so. I don't want to have to re-record this. But yeah, that was just... The brand new microphones, by the way, that we new just microphone. got. Yeah. Oh my God. The panic that I had as we were... We just stood outside of this gas station for like, what, two hours between our Airbnbs. And it the panic also- that I was in... <laughs> I have something to add to this too, because the orange juice has a part too. It also exploded all over a sweatshirt of Chloe's that later ended up growing mold and she had to throw it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll get into it. But there is not a single article of clothing that I brought on this trip that was not (laughs) destroyed in some way. Okay, like 
I can't. <laughs> Where even am I in this list? Oh, do you want to get into to the next one, Taylor? I'll give you a minute to talk. <laughs> All right, you guys, this is my time to shine because I had to spend 45 minutes mopping up the flooding that was happening in our Airbnb because our neighbors from across the hall, who we mentioned earlier, had a pipe burst in their Airbnb and it flooded. And our Airbnb host, okay, she was just not it for me. Her Mm -hmm. space was beautiful, but after staying in this place, I can firmly con- or I can confirm that it was a quick build. Nothing was done correctly or it was done very cheaply. And that's why we experienced all of the issues that we did. Did we tell them that when we tried to check in that the cleaning lady was there two hours past when our check-in was supposed to be? Yeah, like- I, I don't think we said that yet. But yeah, we checked in late because the cleaning lady was just taking her time (laughs) and she had her children there with them like while she was in our airbnb cleaning it we were supposed to check in at three and she was there until like five yeah and she didn't even give us the code to check in we had to get a hold of her i don't know i didn't deal with that yes we we had to contact our host to get into the air it was just a whole thing she was not very communicative um but point being that with the whole not communication thing is our airbnb neighbors ended up having to leave their Airbnb early because they could not get a hold of her and the pipe was just not getting fixed. So they packed up their shit and left. And then the flooding continued and I had to mop up all of the water that was pouring into our Airbnb between like 5.30 and 6.45 in the morning. It was not a good time. Not a good time. Taylor was waking up at like 5 to 6 a.m. every day. (laughs) Because something was always just fucking wrong. It was. It was. Also, to add to that, it completely warped the floor after that because when you live in really hot regions like Mexico, California, etc., they make a lot of the floors and the walls with concrete because it stays cooler. But when concrete gets super wet, it warps. So our floor warped and then it was really hard to open our front door for the last like two to three days of this trip. (laughs) It was just... L after L, guys. But one good thing that we did was we went to the Mayan ruins, which was just so cool. That's like my favorite thing to do on vacation is to see the history. And I'm so happy we did that. I was worried it wasn't going to happen, but we did it. It was amazing. And then immediately after that, we went snorkeling with stingrays and sea turtles. And it was just like so cool. You guys know I'm scared of water. So I was in a panic the entire time. But it was so worth it. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm really glad we did that too. So the day, the first time we were supposed to do that was the day that Chloe got her bike stolen. (laughs) So we were not sure that this was going to happen for us. And um, we had no idea that we were going to be able to snorkel and do like a boat ride there, which ended up being really cool because we all had a non-negotiable of the trip. Chloe wanted to see the ruins. I wanted to get in the ocean at some point. I wanted to do snorkeling. Um, And Liana wanted the boat ride and, or she wanted to do a catamaran ride but then after everything that had just unfolded and the fact that we all were still working we basically had time for one thing and we were like let's do the ruins it's the closest thing to us we're running out of time we're Mm -hmm. burning daylight let's just do it and then we got there and we just basically got to check everything off and also I want to add too it has always been a bucket list thing for me to want to swim with sea turtles like in the ocean so the fact that I got to see turtles I was like screaming internally externally 
I was so excited. And the stingrays were so cute. I love them. RIP Steve Irwin, but I loved the stingrays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the coral reefs too were just beautiful. I think they said they're like the second best. Yes. Second biggest coral reef behind the Great Barrier Reef. Very cool. That, I'm going to tell you, that terrified me being over those because I was just imagining all of the creatures that could come out of those at any time. But again, so worth it. So cool. So much fun. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that we did that. There are two types of people in the water, and it's me and Chloe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was a few moments that I was like, okay, I think I want to get out now. But I was like, I don't want to miss out on this. There was a bunch of stingrays, like, hunting fish right under me. And I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Oh, when they were kicking up all the sand and stuff yeah. and making it kind of murky. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know. Number, I don't even know what L we're on. But Chloe, what did you lose in the water? Yeah, so right before we went snorkeling, we all got matching friendship anklets. They were so cute, and I immediately lost it in the water. Oh my gosh, it was like, after a while, it was just like, I I couldn't even let this stuff stress me out, because I was like, I just have to laugh it off, you know? Can't (laughs) let it ruin my trip. But that was just like the cherry on top of the shit ice cream I was served on this trip. Shit ice cream. (laughs) And speaking of shit ice cream, both bikes that I had, they were just kicking up every single drop of mud in the city of Tulum onto my ass. So like I said earlier, there is not a single article of clothing that I brought on this trip that wasn't destroyed. Oh my gosh. Like. I'm gonna post I'm gonna post I already started I made a TikTok of videos of us you know I was taking videos the whole time. Every single time that you see my back, it is just splattered in the mud. (laughs) It was so bad. Oh, my God. But again, (laughs) what are you going to do? After a while, I was just like, whatever. Can't even be embarrassed about it. Like, there's a few times that I heard people behind me be like, she has mud all over. And I was like, yeah. Yes, I do. What about it? There was one. I think it was our very last night of the trip all we were exhausted okay it had been a long day we rode like five miles to the ruins there and back we snorkeled and swam about two miles on the snorkeling excursion like it was Mm -hmm. a long day we also had to get covid tested which was probably the only win of the trip that we took was the fact that we did all test negative yeah and i don't want to say that as if we were being unsafe it was just after everything that had happened on this trip we were like this is going to be the icing on the cake is us not actually being able to leave Mm mm-hmm But yeah, so we were all exhausted. And the only thing we were like, we got to go get dinner, you guys. Like, we can't not eat tonight. Chloe was in full boycott mode. She was like, I am not getting on that bike. Yeah, I was like, I don't care where we eat. I just don't want to get on that bike. I've been covered in mud for 12 hours. I'm finally clean. I do not want one drop of mud on me. So anyway, we rode our bikes to this restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) And I was covered in mud. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like at that point I was just like I was I was honestly pissed I was pissed at that point (laughs) I know I could feel it radiating off of you also at the point too we had issues getting to this restaurant I don't know why we all got separated Liana ended up getting there first we couldn't find the restaurant I wanted pasta I was so sick of Mexican food at this point I had been eating it for 17 straight days for breakfast lunch and dinner and I was just I wanted literally anything else at this point okay 
So I sat down at this restaurant. Liana orders her nachos. All I wanted was spaghetti. It was just supposed to be noodles and marinara sauce, okay? And they come back to the kitchen and they're like, we don't have pasta or soup tonight. Our chef can't make it. Like, we're too busy. We're only serving Mexican burgers and um, I think dessert, something like that. And I just literally, at that point, I was done. I got off and I just walked out of the restaurant and I was like, you guys, I'm going to find a different restaurant. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> and um, Liana ended up getting food poisoning from said nachos. That girl was not okay on oh our flight God. home. Not okay. Yeah. Seriously. And then, <laughs> and then Chloe and Liana were left in this restaurant where Liana got the poison nachos from. And you could not hear a goddamn word anyone was saying to each other. I watched Liana try to order her meal from the waiter like 60 different times because it was the music was just so loud and it was such an unnecessary volume for the type of restaurant that it was. Yeah. And then um what what are they called? The Mayan performers. Oh yeah, the street performers. The street performers came and did like a Mayan, I don't know what it was, a dance, a ritual. But they had to do that over the sound of the music. So it was just like, I was so overstimulated. And we were all just exhausted at this point. We were like, okay, let's let's just go home. I wanted to go souvenir shopping after that. But we were all just like, nope, we're going home. <laughs> and Chloe, I came back from getting my to-go Italian restaurant food that I had finally, I literally just walked up and down the street until I found something that smelled good. And I came back with my pasta and both of them are just sitting at the table in complete silence. And they just looked <laughs> so angry. And I was like, oh man, what happened? And both of them were fine with each other. Completely fine. Just <laughs> so mad at how everything had unfolded. And yeah, we were all super overstimulated at this point because we are a group of three people who are all extroverted to a point and then we all need alone time for mm -hmm. a little bit and we didn't none get of any us alone had time. alone time <laughs> uh, but yes after all that was said and done we only had a really long two-hour bus ride accompanied by a four-hour flight for me because I had a direct flight. I don't know how long your flight ended up being and then poor Liana ended up getting delayed. She had to go from Mexico to Atlanta and then but her layover was just so strange. Like it took her to New York and then they got stuck on the runway for like an hour and a half. And then she had to fly back down to Atlanta to get home. And it was just, I felt so bad for her. She had the worst yeah. travel day of all of us. Oh, she had food poisoning. It was, yeah. I can't even complain about my travel day because I know hers was just 10 times worse. I don't know. I, I got to give it to you. Doing an entire travel day that long without headphones. <laughs> I had no idea that you forgot your freaking charger. Oh, yeah. I immediately realized that, too. I was like, oh, shit. Like, of course, whatever. I did have my, um, like, I have my string headphones that I have to use to edit the podcast and for, like, recording. So I could use that. I could plug it into my iPad sometimes. But I didn't have any um, Spotify stuff downloaded on my iPad because I did not prepare. So silence is what I got. But whatever. <laughs> We have all this to say. So when Oliver picked me up from the airport, I was telling him just this whole list of L's. And he was like, it doesn't sound like you had very much fun. I did, though. I had, I had a lot time. of fun. Yeah, it no, was I a the great time. time. And in terms like it was my first ever only girls trip. So it was like really nice having that. And like, I don't know, I'm just so thankful to have friends like I have. Like, I just have the best people in my life surrounding me, honestly. And it just like really solidified that like. 
if I was with any other people than you guys as we went through this list of L's, would we even be talking after? You know? <laughs> no, that that's that is very true because out of everything that could have happened to us, there were some moments that probably would have tested some people as mm-hmm. friends, and we all just looked at each other like, all right, what's next? Yeah, it's it, it just is what it is at a certain point. But yeah, it was it was a great trip. Hopefully our next trip will be a little less stressful. I hope that every trip I take after this is not going to be like that. But I can never go back to that taco stand ever again. Oh no. No, they probably have a picture of you printed out saying haha. <laughs> no, I I'm convinced I could go back in 10 years and that one guy who was making the pastor is still going to be there and he's just going to point at me and just start hysterically laughing. Oh yeah. Like he, time. he was seriously not shy about laughing right in Taylor's face during this situation. It was <laughs> humbling, truthfully. I've had multiple humbling experiences on this mm-hmm. trip, that being one of them. The second one being stepping off of the jet bridge after being in Mexico for 17 straight days and landing in Michigan. That was humbling. That oh, was yeah. cold. Oh, yeah. Did not miss this weather. No. But all that to say... After everything we had experienced, I was very, very grateful to be home, sleeping in my own bed, taking a shower in my own shower. Um, A luxury I missed, being able to flush toilet paper down our toilets. Mm -hmm. I Um, agree. That... I definitely missed that. I missed having my standing desk and my full laptop set up. I was very jealous of Liana who brought her... um, laptop stand she managed to be able to fit that and I was so jealous of her the entire time she had it yeah that looked nice also we have our boom stands and podcast microphone stands again which isn't a problem for Chloe but it's definitely a problem for me which makes it a problem for Chloe in editing so she's probably (laughs) very happy that I'm still again oh yeah sorry about all that background noise in our last episode I edited it out where I could but I, I did my best, okay? <laughs> it happens. It happens, okay? We did what we could. We didn't want to just skip a week of posting. So you get what yeah. you get. <laughs> uh, and now that we have concluded our series of L's, um, I have some pop culture, general celebrity gossip stuff that I would like to talk mm-hmm. about. I don't even know if this is considered pop culture but the first thing i would actually (laughs) the first thing i would like to complain about is the instagram subscriptions feature as somebody who works on instagram and is just generally tired of the platform because i think it's spent way too long without any competition and now the platform doesn't really know what it is it's just trying to be washed up versions of like five different social media platforms Mm -hmm. Frankensteined together because really the first platform that ever gave Instagram a run for its money was Snapchat. They came out with Snapchat stories and it changed the game. However, and then Instagram copied and made Instagram stories and Instagram stories did not take off until Snapchat had that one really shitty software platform update where they added the news feed, they added the magazines and the this and that, but it was the first layout version of it. So it wasn't anything what it looks like today. And it was really glitchy and they lost a ton of users because of that update and how long it took them to sort things out. So that was the first platform where Instagram, I think kind of shit its pants a little bit and was like, Oh shit. Like there are more players in the game at this point, because what, Mm -hmm. I mean, what did they have at that point? Twitter, LinkedIn, like, (laughs) and then the next one being very obvious to me, TikTok, TikTok came out. Well, I mean, I know there were variations. It was 
musically for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know I think Bite Bite Sounds, something along those lines was like a parent company of it, but it's very music oriented. And obviously in the pandemic, it took off. And one of the things that I, as a social media manager and content creator and somebody who just has used so- social media to monetize a good portion of my career, has always condoned TikTok for is the fact that I believe the platform has always been very creator first. They have the creator fund. There are just, it's easier to monetize. They consistently listen to the creators and add in features and sounds and effects that everybody is requesting. Whereas Instagram is one of those platforms. I feel like people have to beg for decades Mm -hmm. to get a feature that they want. And my perfect example of this is how many small businesses, small creators, et cetera, asked Instagram to add the link sticker for people under 10K. And it took them how long? long to add that feature. And now they're trying to be a short form video platform like TikTok and they're trying to push reels and it's just like it's not it for me. And now for me the subscriptions feature came out and for me I'm reading this article about everything that they're adding in and I'm like, "Wow, you're basically just coming out with another feature that people have been asking for for over 10 to 15 years at this point. Well, Instagram isn't 15 years old, so I'm not even going to say that, but at least a decade. And I'm just like, you guys are so far behind with this. And also I have a different perspective on this too, because me as a business owner and me as a creator are two different people. And I have two different pages for the two things too. But as a business owner, I don't want to monetize things like my stories and my Instagram lives, because for me, that's very top of funnel activity for me. It's how people get a taste of my knowledge and what it would be like mm-hmm. working with me or having me execute the work for them or consulting with me, etc. So I, I don't want to make people pay for that, which is what the subscription feature is essentially doing. It's allowing creators to monetize their stories in their lives, which again, for people who are creator forward, that might be what they want to do, but it just... To me, it's just so scattered and the platform doesn't know what it's doing anymore. And I feel very apathetic towards it. And I guess I'm just sharing all of this to just basically vent because I don't know if any other social media managers are feeling this way about the platform, but I'm like, I almost don't even want to be on it some days. Like, Oh, I feel that. There are, of every creator that I follow, there's exactly zero that I would pay to look at their stories or anything. So in order for it to be worthwhile that people are even going to be paying to view their stories, people are going to have to completely change their content. Yeah, like I just, and I agree with you. I love a lot of people in my timeline, but there is not a single person I would pay to watch their day-to-day Instagram stories. No, like they're going to have to make it more of like a course or something through their stories, which if you want to pay for a course, why can't we just go to their website and pay for a course? Exactly. And also sometimes I just want to open social media and watch a stupid cat video or see my friends doing some dumb shit on the internet and not be taught something every time I open the platform. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how this plays out. I hope that it immediately gets deleted. I really hope that it doesn't, you know, survive. (laughs) I also think is super interesting is that TikTok basically announced the same thing 
24 hours later. And I wonder if Instagram found out TikTok was launching this because again, to me, TikTok has always been creator first. And they're like, oh shit, this platform that's already killing us is about to release this feature that we've been asked for for 10 plus years. And now they're rush ordering it to put it out and be the first to do it as opposed to doing it correctly. I'm interested to see how that works with TikTok too, though, because I don't know if I would be willing to pay for anybody's content on TikTok. I'm not paying for anybody's TikTok lives. I'm so no. sorry. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Like I hardly watch those anyway, so definitely not paying for it. <laughs> but it also, to me too, this brings up the interesting conversation of paying for people's content in general. Social media is free right now, but like what if Instagram all of a sudden was to put like a a $4.99 subscription on it and you have to pay for Instagram monthly to use it, would you pay for it? Personally, I think I would switch totally to TikTok then. If I had to pay for both, I would only choose one and it would be TikTok. You know what? Let's put this as a poll on our stories. We would like to hear from you guys. If you had to pay for social media, would you pay for it? And if so, what platforms would you pay for? We definitely want to hear from Mm -hmm. you guys because I'm with you. I think I would pay for TikTok. And I think... Weirdly enough, I don't know how this would work. I would want to pay for Instagram stories access only. Like I could give a flying fuck about seeing people's feed posts these days, but I do tap through my stories from my favorite people to catch up on their days. And that's just something I like to do because I also makes me feel like I'm keeping up with my friends who now live Mm -hmm. in different parts of the world or different cities and I don't get to see them as often. So for that aspect, maybe, yeah. But I wouldn't like pay for course creators Instagram stories that I've never met in person I don't know it's just I don't know I'm using this as a venting tool (laughs) yeah definitely TikTok if you're listening I don't want to give you any ideas okay we don't want to be paying for your shit we just will (laughs) (laughs) facts I would definitely pay for TikTok what did I just say I'm gonna move on (laughs) you know what I would pay for TikTok but I would hope that they would add a similar feature to the Instagram stories so that it can just kind of all be on that one platform. Yes. Yes. Speaking of, TikTok, <laughs> speaking of TikTok though, let's talk West Elm Caleb. Okay. I'm going to let you talk mostly because this has like just recently started coming up on my feed. I only really know about it because of you. I am just fascinated by this as a form of social media culture to me because I still cannot figure out, and my friend Kate and I had this conversation because she also works in advertising and we're both very keen on product placement. I can't figure out if this is a marketing scheme Hmm. by West Elm themselves Or if West Elm Caleb actually is like this douchebag dude who exists. And for those of you who aren't caught up on what the hell I'm talking about at the current moment, there is a man called West Elm Caleb that blew up on TikTok because he is big in the New York dating scene where he dates girls for what I've gathered about four to six weeks at a time and just love bombs the absolute hell out of them. And then after like the four to six weeks is up, they just never hear from him again. And every girl in New York City at this point it seems like has been on a date with this West Elm Caleb. And because they blew up, like one girl made a video about it and a whole bunch of girls, it like hit the New York TikTok area. (laughs) 
I I don't know how the algorithm works fully, but it picked it up and showed it to a bunch of New York people. And now this man is one of the most hated people on the internet since like Couch Guy. I, I hope it's not a marketing scheme, but like how genius. No, I think it would be super genius. I mean, West Elm has been all over. I mean, whether or not they make beautiful furniture, I, I mm. will give them that. It's expensive, but like they're they're talked about right now because oh, yeah. they're associated <laughs> with him. So, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, TikTok. I think overheard our conversation of you telling me about it, so they immediately after that started showing me some videos about it. But yeah, I'm definitely not as into it as you are. I'm sure next week I'll be every other for you page will be of him. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by social media culture. I am. It's like crazy. I feel like I resisted it for a while as we like were growing up with it. But now I'm like, whatever. It's it's how our society works now. Everyone's on TikTok. It's like you can have a conversation with somebody that you just meet about a mutual thing you saw on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I, I have. OK. And I say this, too, because I always considered myself an outsider growing up in the sense of like I wasn't good at sports. It was really not my thing, but going to a small Catholic school, it's just what people did. So you were either the outcast or you were just the bad person who played at sports and didn't get played. And that was me. (laughs) Um, But it never made me feel great about myself. And I never really felt like I had a place because I was the art kid. I hung out in the Michael's craft store sections. Okay. I liked the science kits. I wanted to do crafts. I just, I didn't want to play sports. And as I got older and it evolved, I became the YouTube kid because I could find things in common with people on YouTube who liked the same things as me, but didn't go to the same schools as me. YouTube was such a, like my first platform. Like I loved YouTube, beauty community, YouTube circa like 2007 when Jaclyn Hill was in her Chicago apartment and like had no any setup it was just a like shitty digital camera on her kitchen table and Megan Hart's makeup that was my girl I don't even know if she (laughs) does makeup anymore I'm pretty sure like in my teen years she switched to talking about like growing up as a teenager adulthood etc like it was like sit down big sister videos and she stopped doing makeup and then after that I kind of lost interest but yeah so I for like a very young age was always fascinated by social media culture in that way because I saw how it impacted me and made me feel accepted but yeah now I'm also at a point too where do you remember Jenna Marbles mm-hmm. I understand why she just like dipped the hell out too completely yeah didn't she get in trouble I think she was one of the, don't quote me on this. I believe she was one of the first people, like big, big YouTubers to experience a cancel culture wave. Mm -hmm. Um, But because it was so new at the time and Jenna's a very sensitive person, like she makes, and don't get me wrong, looking back on her old videos, there were definitely very inappropriate comments made, stuff that shouldn't have been said, stuff that would never be said in today's day and age. But point being is she was always very sensitive. And when she made that video of her departure from the internet, she said, like, I never wanted to hurt people. I wanted to make people laugh. I understand what I did was wrong, etc. And my way of dealing with this is to just no longer contribute to the problem. I'm done with the internet. I'm going back to my life. And I occasionally see, I think they got married. 
I think they did get married, but I see her husband, Julian, in my TikTok timeline every now and then. And whenever I see him, I'm always like, you know, I really do wonder how the hell she's doing. I hope good. I hope she's okay, too. Mm -hmm. I never was really into the YouTube, but I did watch a few of her videos. Yeah. All right. Well, the last thing that we want to talk about is the Jamie Lynn Spears on Call Her Daddy. I have thoughts. thoughts. (laughs) I'm going to let you start. I've been talking a while. I want you to go. Okay. From just from my whole thing of her, I think she for sure is also a victim. Oh, of trauma for sure. Yeah. She's for sure a victim. I think she did things that she shouldn't have done. And I don't want to give her a pass, but I feel like when you are growing up in that setting, how can you know what's wrong? You know, like, how can you even just be like, that's not okay? But there was a few times when she was talking that I was like, you're sounding a little manipulative right now. For sure. Um, I think she gave her mom way too easy of a pass. Did you Mm -hmm. listen to both parts? Yes, I did. Okay. So we are going to be talking about the same things. Yeah. I think she gave her mom way too easy of a pass Mm -hmm. and I just much like everything in life I believe there's Britney's side I believe there's Jamie's side well Jamie Lynn's side Mm -hmm. and the truth is somewhere in the middle yeah and it you know she said at the end of I don't know if it was the first one or the second one like I want to be done talking about it I'm not going to talk about it anymore and I hope she doesn't I think, like, honestly, both of them should just not be in the spotlight. And I halfway get why she went on the show, but it also just feels like, one, to promote her book, and two, like, again, I think she's a victim, but maybe this isn't the time to be saying this stuff, as your sister is just finally getting a win. I agree. I think she's using her sister's spotlight right now to kind of take the attention onto herself and promote her book. I I agree with you. I definitely think she's a victim of trauma. There's just a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. There's just so much. And I do think that Jamie should, regardless of what she has to say, she should have wait and let Britney speak first. Whether Britney decided to do it on social media, if she ever decides to return to the media's public eye, because I don't blame Britney if she never wants to talk to the media again. Mm -hmm. They were fucking horrible to her. Horrible. And honestly, like, as a child that grew up watching what happened to Britney Spears, uh, the comments on her body, etc., like, we were, uh, today's society is basically, like, and how we're trying to rewrite how people speak to themselves and treat themselves with self-love and self-respect is kind of built on the backbone of what she went through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any any celebrity around that time, I feel so bad. The paparazzi had absolutely no boundaries and they still cross way too many boundaries, but I feel like they've gotten a little bit better at least. Back then, it was just lawless. No, it was awful. And Plus, you think back then too, we had more celebrity gossip sites like the Perez mm-hmm. Hiltons of the world and people who were just literally out for blood to just write horrible things just because they simply could and it brought views. Yep, and they didn't care how that affected them at all. So No, it's just so weird. But yeah, I definitely think that if Britney ever chooses to speak, that she should have had the opportunity to speak first because I feel like now Britney's just responding to shit she's hearing bits and pieces of from Jamie's interview and she's just mad and I mean as she should be like I also what do you think of Alex having her on um okay I don't listen to call her daddy I've heard 
some episodes like in the beginning when Sophia was still on and like I didn't love it I know it's changed but I just like haven't really gotten back into it so I feel like my opinion of Alex is still really based off of the early days when I didn't really like her and I think I would like her more now but that being said it makes me not like her more I have conflicting thoughts on this because I too am not a Call Her Daddy listener. The first episode of Call Her Daddy that I ever listened to unfolded too because I heard of the drama that happened with Sophia and Alex and I was like, hmm, what's going on mm-hmm. here? So I listened to like those types of episodes and then I I listened to interviews that they did on podcasts that I listened to, but I don't like straight up listen to that podcast. But the only thing I'm going to say is Alex never tweeted Free Britney. Yeah. And I think that says a lot too. She's, I think she wants, you know, the clout and, you know, I, I love to see a woman making the money that she's making on a podcast. That's awesome. Love to see it. Oh yeah. I wish I liked her more. That's fair. And that's all I gotta say, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) All right. Well. Should we get into our products? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So mine is the Glow Recipe Watermelon plus AHA Glow Sleeping Mask. I am just obsessed with sleeping masks in general, but this one not only smells phenomenal, but like I wake up the next day seeing a visible difference and feeling a physical difference in my skin. I love it. They also have Glow Recipe has a really good avocado recovery overnight sleeping Mm. mask that I love. I just love overnight sleeping masks. They do wonders. They really do. What's your product? My product is actually going to be a movie. I finally watched Encanto with my mom on Disney Plus last night, and it was so cute. I've heard good things. I need to watch that with the kids I babysit. You really do. I love the direction that Disney has really gone in with empowering children and kind of taking away that, like, the damsel in distress needs to be saved. Like, there wasn't even a real villain in this movie. It was just kind of like everyone's driving internal pressure and view of themselves and how they had to uphold their end, so to speak. I just, I loved it. It was so cute. The music was so cute. I love Latina culture. We know this, so. Two thoughts. Okay, one, I've heard that they had to fight Disney in order to get, what is it, Isabella? Isabella, yeah. The really muscular woman. I heard they had to fight to put muscles on her. Yes. I'm glad that that succeeded and that her merch is actually selling more than the typical pretty girl merches. I Isabella is the um the pretty girl. Luisa is the one with the oh, Okay. I've heard so, Luisa's merch is selling out faster than Isabella's. So is. that's awesome to hear. I love that. I know it was so funny. I saw a caption on social media and it said, turns out women don't want to be viewed as perfect and they would like to be seen as um, strong, empowered and and emotional mm-hmm. if they need to be, you know? I mean, who would have thought? That's crazy. Who would have thought? Yeah. And then my second thought on that is like, I wonder what it's going to be like with kids growing up with movies like this or like, what's the one with all the characters, the emotions? Inside Out. Inside Out. Like, I wonder what it's going to be like with kids growing up with more access to like representation and just just more talk of it in their everyday life. And then also the effects of social media. I wonder how the two sides will kind of like balance out as they grow up. It'll be interesting. That will be really interesting. I think we're going to have two sides of the coin. If, I think if people do it right, we're going to have some really, really good communicators and people that are very in tune with how they feel and able to express their emotions in a very healthy way. 
And if they're not done right, they're going to bury themselves in their phone and they're not going to be able to hold eye contact with people. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes the younger generations scare me the more and more like just change is happening so fast, you know? I know. Why do you think I don't plan on contributing to it? (sighs) Yeah, that's a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, today's small this shout out is going to go to an artist who perfectly fits our branding. Oh my gosh. This Nashville-based artist named Ashley Treese, I believe is how you pronounce it, creates absolutely beautiful disco ball paintings. I am so obsessed with them. Whenever Taylor and I finally get our act together and have some sort of an actual recording studio, I'm 100% going to be buying at least one of her prints because I'm just so obsessed. And the color theory that goes into like each one to just make them look as phenomenal as they do blows my mind. I'm obsessed. Go check her stuff out at ashleytrees.com. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-T-R-E-E-C-E.com. Seriously beautiful stuff. All right. And that concludes our little intro, which is not very little today. We've already been recording for 45 minutes. So now we are going to get into the Ask Us Anything portion of this intro episode, not (laughs) intro. (laughs) Ignore me. But yeah, we will see you guys on the other side. So as we said, we put a poll on our Instagram stories and told you guys to ask us anything related to our business, life, goals, podcasting, etc. And now we are here to answer them for you guys. So the first question we received is, how do you two know each other? And if you did not listen to our first podcast episode, you do not know the story. But the long, long story short is Chloe and I were assigned as random roommates in college by the higher powers of the universe at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's how we met. Yep. <laughs> if you are interested in the super long version, you can go back and listen to our very first episode. I will have that linked in the show notes. Yes. All right. Question number two was, what is your long-term goals for your business? Ooh, are they asking in terms of like us personally, the podcast? Should we do it individually and the podcast? Let's I was going to say, let's do it all. All right. Do you want to go first? Sure. So for me, I really want to design a beer can and I really want to illustrate a book. Those are like two of my big goals. As like a designer slash artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's cool. How about um, the socially tailored? You know, I'm going to declare this into the universe because I I feel like it's something I'm always very, very shy about admitting, but I don't want it to be because it doesn't have to be. I socially tailored has always been something that helps me get by. I'm good at social media. It helps me pay my bills. I'm passionate about doing it for now, but I do not see myself doing social media and running a social media agency within the next 10 years, because quite frankly, you guys, it's exhausting being on 24 seven and having a job that never turns off is exhausting. So I'm doing this right now while it serves me and serves this phase of my life and gives me the flexibility that I want. But a long-term goal of mine is to be able to find a career that sustains myself that does not involve me having to manage day-to-day client work. 
I don't know what that looks like. I would love for it to be this podcast, if mm-hmm. I'm being fully transparent with you guys, would love to be a the type of podcast that is one day signed to a network and pulls in that kind of revenue. And we could continue building this community and do things like workshops and in-person events and live tours. And I think that would be one of the most exhilarating ways to spend my life and travel and see the world and do all of the amazing things that I want to do. But yeah, for now, this is what I'm doing. So yeah, if you didn't mm-hmm. know, now you do. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that perfectly sums up how what our goal is for CEO-ish. We definitely want to make this our career at some point. I don't think I would ever want to fully give up design, but I would more want it to be pick it up here and there when I find a project take, that I want. Exactly. Take on the one-off consulting mm-hmm. projects, design things here and mm-hmm. there that you want, and rather than it having to be like your primary source of income. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do like one or two really small murals a year indoors. Like I would love to be like really picky with them because I'm going to be honest, they hurt. Honestly, I hurt after I paint a mural. Yeah, Um, it's physical labor. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so it would be nice to like really be able to be picky with them. And like I said, if we could make CEO-ish our full career, that would just be phenomenal. I agree. All right. What is one thing at CEO-ish that really excites us right now? Do you want to answer that first? Ooh, there's so many things. Like, I'm really excited about the gifts that we just announced. Like, that was- I'm really excited about those. That that took us a dumb amount of time, like longer than it should have for sure. But I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited really excited about some interviews that we are actually recording on Wednesday. So those will be out in a few Mm -hmm. weeks, but we have a really good, like just entire list of guests for quarter one. And it's starting to carry into quarter two. And even another thing that I'm starting to get really, really excited about is Chloe and I always have a list of ongoing guests that we would love to interview someday. We know that maybe mm-hmm. we are not the podcast for them right now because quite frankly, our numbers might just not be big enough for them to consider it a valuable use of their time. And we totally understand and respect that. But one of these people on our list actually emailed us. They emailed us to be on the podcast. We did not email them. So to have that kind of like manifestation starting to come Mm -hmm. into our lives with this podcast and just to actually start seeing some traction in our numbers and our listener retentionship because the numbers are going up. We've always had a solid listener base of a consistent 30 to 40 listeners every week, which we think is fantastic. I mean, we don't know how it compares to other numbers, but we're really proud of that. And like the retention is super important to us. And now these numbers are going up into the 50s, 60s and 70s. So slow, sustainable growth to us is very manageable. And we're very Mm -hmm. excited about it. I feel like with her emailing us, like we are just so good at manifesting things. Yes, we really are. Also, what I'm really excited about with CEO is we have a couple not even started yet. So we're not even going to tease what it is yet. But we have a couple of collabs that we want to be doing this year that I'm really, really excited about. Yes. And we need to get those conversations rolling again, because Mm -hmm. they they temporarily dropped off, which sometimes happens. But we're very excited about some things. I I hate that we sound like those super secretive people. But like, just in case anything changes, I don't want to tell you guys something that's coming that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You guys wanted to know what we're excited about. That's what I'm excited about. It may or may not even happen. I'm really hoping it does because I would love to do them. But yeah, we'll tell you more when we get there. Excited about an abundance of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yes, really. 
So question number four is if you had to open or start another business, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm. It would definitely got to be something creative. I would maybe want to do like an online painting course, Bob Ross-esque type of thing. Ooh, yeah, that could be interesting. You could even do that like a almost like a monthly membership type thing where people sign on and they get like a weekly art class or something with you. That'd be cool. How about yeah. you? So this one might seem like it would come out of left field for me considering I don't own any products or have any desire to own a product-based business. But I think if I had to, I would start my own skincare line. I have absolutely no idea what it would be. And I have the one of the reasons I haven't even explored doing this option is because I feel overwhelmed by the amount of products on the market that I'm like, what could be different? What needs mm-hmm. to what you know, what could I do that would actually fill a gap? Which I'm very, very stern on the fact that what you're doing must fill a gap. It can't just be there to exist because it can. So yeah, I think if I had to, I would challenge myself to start something in the skincare line, like some type of a skincare line, or maybe invest in something like that, where maybe I don't have to have my hands in all of the like product development and things like that, or the areas that I don't feel as comfortable, but I could still financially contribute. Mm-hmm. Which that kind of brings us into the next one, which is if you were to invest in any companies, what would it be? Ooh, I love this. I've always been a big like Shark Tank person. I loved the show Shark Tank and I especially loved when Lori from QVC came on because then I was like, yes, some women representation. And I mean, I know Barbara was always on there, but like, no offense. She's like really old school thinking to me. So I loved when Lori came on and I love that she always has like, she invests in a ton of companies, but a lot of them are women focused. So I would love to be kind of like a venture capitalist and invest in female founded businesses and I, I always want to put my money towards the things I'm super passionate about. So when I think of things I'm passionate about, I would think skincare, I would think lifestyle and wellness products. So maybe like a CBD company, or maybe if somebody needed startup funds to actually start like a physical wellness spa, I would love to do something like that too. That'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. Definitely female founded. I don't really know what categories in particular I would go for, but probably creative wellness that sort of thing. Would you ever start like your own paint company, like a line of paints and vivids or brights or neons? I don't Mm. know. It would be cool too. But yeah, again, it's got to fill a gap. And I don't really know if there is much of one. (laughs) Your own brand of gold fleck. Yeah. You know what? There could be a better gold paint. I'll give you that. I could, I would like to make a company who sells only gold paint. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. All right. Question number six is if you had to build your business from the ground up in 2022, what would you do? This is an interesting question because coming back to something we talked about earlier in the intro, I'm not sure I'd prioritize Instagram if I'm being completely honest. I think if I had to go back and do everything over and build all of my platforms from scratch and find clients from scratch, I would start on TikTok. I would have an Instagram page to direct the TikTok people to, but the Instagram page would more so live as like a space holder for the website. And then I would post to Instagram stories because that's where your most engaged audience members are anyway. So pour into them, give them the value. And 
I wouldn't prioritize my feed at all. I seriously wouldn't. I think I would prioritize TikTok, Instagram stories, and this podcast. Yeah. And I would kind of do what I did, which is just start doing anything creative that I like and see what takes off. Yeah. There's definitely, you can't avoid the testing phase of business where you're creating content that might not resonate with people. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're going to put out a TikTok and it might only get 30 views or maybe a couple hundred and it doesn't go viral. That doesn't mean you should delete that video. It means that you should take it and see why people either analytically, maybe why people liked this video compared to this video or what did you do a different hook in this video that captured more people's attention, et cetera. There's all these little things you can look at analytically to help you make better decisions. But also on that note, don't get so stuck on your analytics that you're not even creating content you like to create either. Oh, definitely. Yeah, at first, when I first started posting on my art Instagram, I was doing way different art that I loved doing. And I still love what like the art that I make now. But the difference is, the art that I was doing before took me way longer and was just not getting the same analytics that I am now. So yeah, and experiment with different types of content too. Like, unfortunately, I don't like to create Instagram reels because I don't think they perform as well on my page in terms of engagement. But if I want views and I want top of funnel activity, it's going to push it out further in the mm-hmm. algorithm and I got to work with that. Exactly. So. All right. I think this is our last question. What is your guys' favorite thing about podcasting since you started? For me, when we started, it was really a time when COVID was really bad. And so I wasn't really seeing people a lot. So I loved that one, I had a weekly conversation with my best friend that I knew I was going to have every week. So I look forward to that. And it also introduced me to people that I wouldn't have otherwise met. So I just love that aspect of it, I think the most. I, I'm going to say the conversations because the podcast has given me an almost an excuse to reach out to people that I would almost want, like, Here's the thing, because I'm very against pick my brain sessions. Like, I don't think anybody should be giving their value away for free. If you have in-depth questions that you need to ask me, book a consultation. I'm not, you can't buy me a cup of coffee to, to pick my brain for two hours. You just, you simply mm-hmm. can't. It's not, a, it's not a good waste of my, or not a good value of my time, I should say, because it's not a waste, but it's just not as valuable as I should be spending it. I love that it gives me an excuse to have those almost coffee chat type conversations where maybe I'm not picking someone's brain as to how did you get to where you did in business, but more like, hey, you've been in business for a while. Are you still happy? Like, Mm -hmm. do you still want this or has this just become something that has become like something you have to do because you built it for so long and now you don't really know what else to do with it? Because sometimes I feel like that and it makes me feel less lonely in the world of entrepreneurship and social media. You know, it's the wild west of out there. So we're writing our own rules and it's nice to have other people's perspectives and get their insight as to how it's impacted their mental health. Would they keep doing it? How are they changing things? And, you know, has it pushed you forward in business? Absolutely. But I don't think that we're also a business tips podcast either and I really like about our generation too like we want to succeed in our careers but we also aren't only going to prioritize that and I feel like our podcast really highlights that yeah honestly you guys I'm succeeding in my career because I have bills to pay it's not because Mm -hmm. I want to if I had if I had an actual choice I would be spending my life lying on a pool raft eating fruit 
Like, if money was no object, I wouldn't be working. Oh, no. Yep, that's the dream, not to work, honestly. (laughs) People ask me, what's your dream job? I don't dream of working. I I want to retire. (laughs) Yeah, I don't dream of working, but I also don't want to be financially dependent on anybody, so something's got to give. (laughs) That right there. Well, with that, I think that is the end of our questions, so we will be back next week with who, Taylor? Who are we coming back with next week? Honestly, I don't know. So next week's guest is just going to be a surprise to you guys because I think the person (laughs) that I'm thinking of is next week is actually the person we're recording with next week. So I don't want to say their name Mm because I don't know when they're scheduled to actually be released yet as an episode. So come back next week. Bye. (laughs) All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, we love you so much. Be sure you are following us over on Instagram at podcast. We always post polls and episode updates and info about our guests over there. It's a great time. You should definitely check it out. And you should follow us on our personals, of course, at chloew.art and at taygrambiz. Make sure you're subscribed to CEO-ish wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're an Apple podcast listener, be sure to give the show a five-star review. It really does help us out and we read every single one. We will see you CEOs in the next episode. Bye. Bye.